You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome to Page to Stage. A conversation with theater makers. We're your hosts. That's Brian. And that's Mary. Join us as we focus the spotlight back on the theater maker to uncover their process. We speak with folks in the industry that often aren't heard from. Such as stage managers, producers, crew members, marketing professionals. And everything in between. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Brian. Hey, Mary. It's been a long year. It has. It has. It's been over a year, technically, but... It has been over a year. But it is another year of celebrating our birthday of Page to Stage. Yes. Happy birthday, Page to Stage. You've turned two years old. I'm cheersing to you. (laughs) Cheers. Well, it's also crazy that this is our 50th episode as well. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, wait, wait, wait. It was crazy because originally like if you were to ask me like a year ago i could probably list off in order every podcast guest that we had (laughs) and now now it's just all a blur and i don't know if it's it's just like the last year has been making my brain a little mushy Mm -hmm. or if it's just that we have 50 people now to remember well i was just before we hopped on this uh, virtual studio session i was on the phone with episode number one guest christy hess and i was telling her that we were hopping on to record this 50th episode and she was like oh my gosh 50 episodes like that's that's huge like that's that feels like it's been so much time like so it's like so many things have happened for us personally for us like professionally uh, obviously the industry and the world included in that too but i was thinking about that too recently is that like, you know, putting aside the fact that we're providing a space for artists to share their work and to learn about theater and different positions in the theater. I do think what's so interesting about what we've created, uh, at least on a personal level, is that it's almost like a keepsake for each other of our lives and like thinking about like our lives at the time of recording a lot of these podcasts because it is so much a part of our lives and we're always in constant communication on you know new episodes and content and stuff like that that it kind of just like embeds itself in our lives and now it's just part of the fabric so it's 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 like a little keepsake for us too of like these years which is really exciting to think about that way Yeah. And it's also, it's been cool, especially in the last several months, several episodes, where if we look, I mean, maybe this is only something that you and I might know, but if you look at our guests, you can kind of trace back to like how we met them because we've not been recording with a guest in person in over a year now. And so we we, we either have known the person already and we reached out to them or we met them like, Brian, you've met a lot of people on Clubhouse. Yeah. what you've been doing. And then just reaching out and like, you know, we met, uh, I mean, we've, we've known Ruthie for a few years now, but just reached out to her after she wrote an article. So it's been a lot of like digital connections and it's cool to kind of trace back like how we've met people based on what's been happening within the industry or based what's, you know, what's been coming up, like, you know, social media wise. Yeah. Wait. So actually thinking back to pre-pandemic we we recorded in person and since the pandemic we haven't at all recorded in person together but i'm just wondering like initially when the pandemic hit it was like very disappointing that we didn't have that emotional like energy and mm-hmm. bond together in the same space but that's gotten a lot easier over the past year why do you think that like do you think it's because we're using a platform that you're able to see people i don't know because even when we would FaceTime with the guests, 
initially we had tried to facetime with the guests at the same time <laughs> oh my that God, we I were forgot recording, about that. which was another just like added technical element that was we did that with mark tricky we did yeah. that, i remember doing that with mark franklin <laughs> yes who i think was our first release in quarantine or second first or second release in quarantine yeah, was yeah, yeah. mark and I think it's gotten easier because maybe everybody's just adapted to the digital like space that we've been living in. Even the guests, maybe they were also probably uncomfortable at first, but now if they're still involved in some sort of work capacity like yourself, every I mean, you're not even in the office still. You're still doing everything for work from home and virtually. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that that's gotten a lot easier in that sense. I've also have loved getting to see. So for our listeners who don't know, we use a platform that allows us to see each other. It doesn't record video, but like right now I'm looking at Brian and Brian's looking at me, or at least I think he is. Um, <laughs> um, but we've been able to see for most of the episodes that we've recorded, we've been able to see our guests and see also where they've been recording. So what comes to mind immediately was, <laughs> was Margot recording from her closet. And when we asked to turn, for her to turn her camera on, it was she it was just like very close because her computer was like in a weird position because she was just trying to record inside of her closet. Like. And Justin <laughs> Greeny, when he recorded, it was in his oh, closet. On the floor his of his closet, closet too. Very well lit though. His closet was yes. very well lit. Yes. He's he's done it before in there. Um <laughs> I even recorded some in my closet at times. Oh yeah. But, I recorded one with, with Mo. I recorded in the closet because it was the only place that had light in the place that I was staying at the time. <laughs> But like even aside from like all the technical elements of the past year, I think also it's just gotten us what I love about doing everything virtually. Like one of the trade offs for doing it virtually is that we could record pretty much any time with anyone anywhere. We even in the past year were able to record with somebody in Singapore, Joanna. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I just think that like the accessibility of even us running the podcast and making this easier on us has been super, uh, super helpful because I, I also think I what live helped. in New Jersey. You live in yeah. New York. I mean, now you're mm -hmm. in Delaware. <laughs> woo woo. Um, I also think though that it, it felt kind of, I mean, although it was very jarring for us to, to be like in a studio for a few months recording episodes to having to go home and record these from our houses, but it felt very much kind of like going back to our roots, right? So like we we already – we were very – when we started the podcast, we weren't a part of a network um, that had a studio. We bought mics ourselves. We bought pop filters. We recorded off of Audacity. First it was Audacity and then yeah. we switched to Audition, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we were doing these we, – we did them from my apartment in New York. Like it was very like raw. We actually, do you remember we used to, you and I used to record on one mic and our guests would record oh, on the other mic. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wow. So we had, we had that experience of like, kind of like, I mean, it was our foundation. It was our root. So it felt very much like we were going back to how it used to be. Um, obviously the only difference was that we now were not in the same space. We were not sharing a mic. We probably would be very frowned upon to share a mic right now. I mean, like originally also we were only trying to find guests that had microphones because we were like oh, oh yeah no. i was a stickler i was like oh no we have <laughs> to have a really good sounding quality podcast and like yep. i i hope that our listeners think that we have a decent sound quality for this podcast but there are just 
some things that you have to let go. And especially over the past year, you just can't control a lot of things. And that was one of them. If we wanted to record with a guest, I kind of just gave in and said, okay. And then it was like, I never cared about it at all. Because I, I mean, I listen to podcasts on my own. And while yes, you could tell when the person has a super sick sounding microphone that like, is absolutely amazing and like appropriate for professional recordings, you're still getting the content, even if they don't have that kind of microphone. So I really let go in that sense. Yeah. And I also think that loose. Yeah. I think it also is, is really just like, if anyone is listening to an episode from the pandemic, well after the pandemic has ended, it'll be kind of interesting to like, it's a time capsule, you know, it really is like a moment of time where even a lot of our, we tried to keep the conversation very evergreen, but there was definitely parts of the conversations we've had with our guests over the last year that, you know, it, it couldn't be helped because it was so ingrained into everything. And even if it was something like was very, um, timely that happened in the news or an update that happened in terms of what was happening within the world, within New York or within the Broadway industry itself, you know, it it definitely worked its way into conversations for sure. And I know that we actually ended up changing our final question. We did, which we really held on to our our final question (laughs) for a long time. And then it was like seven months and we were like, okay, Broadway is not coming back yet. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. let's maybe tease the fact that we have a new series lined up for Page to Stage in our third year, and we're not yeah. going to share all the details now. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna tell you guys the missing puzzle piece at the end of the episode. But Mary, do you want to kind of tease this concept for season three? Yeah. So we record continuously, and and we release continuously, even though we're celebrating, you know, going into our third year of the podcast and going through you know, we'll be starting 51 episodes the next time we release an episode, which is crazy and exciting. Um, we wanted something new. I mean, obviously, like, you know, year one was spent mostly, I would say probably half the time was spent recording in my apartment in Inwood. The second half was when we joined the network. And we we still recorded by ourselves, even though after we would join the network. And then year two, we had started to record at the studio and then the pandemic hit and we were, you know, recording separately again. But we were looking for something that was challenging, but also still like kept us going and something that we kind of both, we both kind of came to the realization through probably one of our like two hour phone call conversations <laughs> was that we wanted to keep the conversations about process. We want to keep having guests on who are not often heard from or who are not, you know, in the spotlight in terms of podcasts or media. Um, But we wanted to really dive in on a specific show and bring in people from a specific show and talk about their process of putting on the show from the page to the stage. And so, you know, I'm very excited. Brian's very excited that we're going to have a mini series essentially now. So every show that we bring on will probably be about five to six episodes, um, a mini series, and it'll all be around one specific show. And so I think of it like a, like almost like a documentary podcast, but not in the sense of like going back and forth between a bunch of different people in one episode, we Mm -hmm. will sit down with, you'll know that this is the show we're going to be diving into. And 
we're going to be sitting down with one of the collaborators from that show and talking about their specific process on that show so that by the end of it, and hopefully, I mean, who knows, by the end of us recording each one of them, we will probably marry... Uh, meaning Mary and I, and hopefully our listeners will have picked up so many puzzle pieces to mm-hmm. put together to create like one giant version of this process or or one giant storytelling of the process of this show. Yeah. And so we're going to do a mix of obviously Broadway and off Broadway. I would love to do regional touring productions, even West well, End. We- yeah, we, we've always been very open to not just focusing on Broadway, although I know a lot has been Broadway. Um, that's just because of where we both work. Um, but I also am very interested, and I think that obviously theater goes beyond Broadway. You know, the, Broadway is not even, I would argue, not even the like the end of the road. You know, I don't even think there is an end of the road. I think it gives us a lot of avenues and a lot of great potential partnerships with theater companies and producers who want to promote their shows. And so we're open. We're excited. We really hope that you guys are all excited. I would love to know, before we keep going, anyone who follows us on Instagram or Facebook, send us a DM and tell us who, like, what shows you want to hear from. Again, Broadway is not, it, you know, Broadway is not the only area that we're going to be covering. So if there is a production and also it doesn't have to be currently running, you know, it, we also we will do the research that we can do if we've not seen it. But, you know, give us shows that you're interested in hearing from or that you think might have an interesting journey that you maybe have not heard before or people that you or even people, people who you've not heard before. And we can kind of go back, go in that avenue, backtrack a little bit. And of course, we'll do our best, but we've been working on this series or at least just putting it together since January, since the new year, when we talked about what are our goals for 2021 for Page to Stage. And so, I mean, we've put a lot of thought and energy into working and reworking and reworking this <laughs> series. Yes, so this is not this is not the first draft. <laughs> we are uh, very just, you know, relieved that we finally found the perfect show to dive right into, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you, Mary. Sure. Uh, if you think about the pandemic and the episodes that we uh, that we created over the past year, is there anything that sticks out to you as like a defining moment of the past year or, or specific guests or roles in the industry? Maybe something that you learned? Was there a specific job that we covered that you really didn't know much about that you really became a listener? Well, it wasn't that I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't know too much about her job. It was the fact that I definitely have never heard a person in her role talk about her, her job before. And that was Michaela Brewster talking about what she does working on like with social media for shows i feel like we don't we often see the work that they put out but we don't often hear from them so i mean i might be a little biased because that's also partly what i do for a living so it was it was cool to like get someone else's take on it um but i think i was more excited because it was definitely not a traditional role that that maybe a theater maker might not think of when thinking of like what like what does it take to put up a show um so that was really exciting. Um, 
It was also really cool to talk with Cody Bernard Richard because that we had talked, our first episode was with a stage manager, like with Christy. Um, and it had been, what episode was he? He was episode 32. So it had been, you know, 30 episodes essentially since we had talked with another stage manager. And I was going to say whose experience was not vastly different because it's the same job and it's in the same industry. But like, you know, just to hear somebody else's process, it's it's exciting to be able to just go back to a role that we've already covered and still get a completely different episode out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with with an area that we don't often hear from, like we don't how many times have you like listened to a podcast that has featured a stage manager talking about how they do their job? Or what does like what does their day to day look like? Um, because so. at least at least for me, I'm so not interested in hearing or asking anything from a guest that they might have already covered in another podcast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I try and if we're going to have a guest on, a lot of times our guests have never been on podcasts, which I think is kind of the reason why we're doing this. Yep. Um, but if they have, I love to listen to as many podcasts with that guest that they might have done already because there's always little nuggets that I'll find that I'll be like, okay, I want to expand on that on page stage because there's already information out there that this person spoke about this. So why am I going to cover that here? Of course, like we want to give as much like general context for the listeners as possible, but Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in like just copying somebody else's questions and copying the episode just for page to stage's purposes. Right. How about you? I'm going to flip the question on you. I would say, Two really stuck out to me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down to um, something that I was really passionate about getting on the podcast was Richard Patterson from Musical Theater International MTI shows. Um, uh, he's a licensing director, and uh, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen because I found it really exciting. Because we all start, or at least you and I both started doing this in middle school, elementary, high school, you know, academic theater where shows were licensed out and you got your scripts and it said MTI shows a lot of times or it showed whatever licensing company it might've been. But MTI was seemed to always be the one that my school went with. And uh, to be able to talk to somebody that like is on the opposite side of that uh, company uh, or from like a different perspective than I would have or any of the audiences would have was really exciting for me because it's just that there's so many ways that this person could have a stamp on what's going on in the theater, you know, and you have no clue. And like, that's another thing that is so amazing about covering so many different topics is that like, you just have aha moments and you're like, Oh my God, somebody does that. And it's like, yeah, they they put their stamp on this. And so I just think that that was a, a great conversation in terms of, covering something that we never talked about. And and honestly, like his his whole like origin story, if you will, was really beautiful and um and brought to attention the fact that he didn't want to be an actor. He didn't have that dream. He's like in his dream job. And like most people would never even know that, that dream job even exists. Yeah. No, totally. I knew you were gonna say <laughs> I knew you were gonna say Richard, um, for your favorite, yeah. <laughs> Did you okay? So I said two. So I'll give you two. Like, what was another episode? Oh, you did say two. Um, I was gonna say, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation with um, with Mark Jablonski, mm. which was a recent one. Um, he's an arts and culture re- researcher at AKA NYC, 
And what I loved about that episode was the fact that I always love like things that are a little more like businessy and like getting into like the real like nuts and bolts of like how things are working from like a financial standpoint and like logistically how things are working on the back end of theater because I mean of course I have a very like I have like a very I think a very balanced brain where I I can do logistics really well and also like artistically I have a lot of creativity but I think especially like in terms of what gets attention in the industry uh it's the artistic side of things and it's like creativity gets a lot of attention. Whereas that logistic stuff and like those people maybe don't always want to get on the microphone and talk about what they're doing. But when we get the opportunity to talk to somebody, it, I mean, that conversation lasted like over an hour and we, we trimmed it down to like just under an hour, but uh, we had so much fun with that one. And honestly, like that also adds to the experiences when the guest is and we've had such amazing guests that come on and they're just so giving with their time and their, Mm -hmm. um, and like what they want to share about their experiences. And like when they get personal, I mean, we're not really like a let's tell stories kind of a podcast where we're really focused on like the process, which I love that we have that, that really like that through line. When we start an episode, we kind of know, we don't know where we're going to end up, but we know that we have lots of questions that are going to be about what they do mm-hmm. and we don't really at least i don't think we get too sidetracked i would say that we don't dig for dirt but we dig for truth so oh, that's, we're great. Looking, that's a great way to put it yeah I, like because we're not looking for a scoop we're we're really just like wanting to know them as a human and as a theater maker we're both really sensitive to like really like just kind of uh sensing what might be going too far and i i'm one of those people that never wants to like take it to a place where you kind of like lose trust and and actually we got that out of ruthie in mm-hmm. terms of like when she was explaining her process as a journalist you just want to like establish that trust with them that you, we're not going to take it too far because that's not why we're here and it is really exciting to start an episode with a guest and then by the end of the episode they're like a completely different guest and a completely different person <laughs> they've kind of opened up over the hour which was completely not a thing when we were in person most of the time like i think it's even more prevalent that this happens over the virtual recordings because we're not with that person we don't get to like hug them and say hey shake their hand and like just mm-hmm. vibe before we hit record it's kind of mm-hmm. like we're all here in this virtual space and then now we're just talking about their their career yeah and i it think it kind of yeah. takes that time to build the trust if yeah of course we know some of our guests beforehand so that doesn't always read well i was that's what i was going to say so we actually we do know many of our guests beforehand in some capacity but i would say we don't know them really well all of them before we ask them to come on usually it's been inspired by something we saw or um heard in the case of clubhouse um or we have been they've been on a list like when brian and i first started this podcast we both made an extensive list of people who we actually knew who we could reach out to um but also people who were like a wish list, people who we were like, okay, well, hopefully someday we could get to them. And, and I'm very happy to say that we've actually 
I, I haven't gone back to that list in in a while, but I'm ha- I'm I guarantee you that if we did go back through that list, that we would be crossing off a lot of people, and and I'm very like I'm very grateful that we've reached out to people who we who we don't know, but they have said yes, and that that means they trust us part one, you know, because especially now that we're virtual, you know, like like you said, we're not getting to to be there vibing with them to you know where they can kind of sense our energy and vice versa, you know, it is a little bit difficult doing this through a screen but i'm i can definitely hear when like that click happens that you mentioned so i'll be curious to see if if our listeners can also sense it yeah and i am so grateful that a lot of them say yes especially like a year into a pandemic because a lot of people are tired a lot of life is going back to some sort of new normal or sense of normalcy Mm -hmm. and so it's really nice that and especially people are just like virtual zoomed out they're they're kind of done in some ways with doing a lot of this kind of stuff. So it is really, uh, we, we really appreciate it when they, when they take time to come on here because it can be exhausting, but like we always have fun. Yeah. And I, but I also great. think there's something to be said, like, like I've heard a lot, I don't know about you, Brian, but I've heard a lot of people in the industry talk about how there's a lack of community right now, right? Like in a, in a lot of ways, there's a lack of community. And I think that one of the reasons why podcasting has become so popular over the last year and a half, but also that like we've been able to keep doing this <laughs> every, you know, every two weeks um, is because, you know, theater people are at its core, they they need that human connection. And so this is a way to still create that community, but to still, but also to to kind of like remind each other and ourselves, like why we do what we do. Cause if you think about it, like we're not necessarily like talking about the big splashy things. Like we're talking about like, what is it at its core that drives you? Like, what is it that like, how do you do this? So it's very like, very specific and i think that also is a a distraction but also a reward and a reminder of you know why we're here (laughs) like we've not been doing it for a long time but here it is like this this is a good clear reminder of like hello (laughs) wait remember me (laughs) so what have you been up to over the past year in like personal life besides page to stage (laughs) oh (laughs) Do I have to answer this question first? <laughs> um, so, I mean, I feel like a lot, but then also a lot of nothing, um, as I feel like that's probably the case for a lot of people. Um, I was, I mean, knock on wood, I've been very, very, very grateful to keep my job through all of this. Um, and there was definitely a time where I was feeling very stressed. It was all of 2020. Um, and I've learned well, I a lot also from wanted- it. I also want to call attention to the fact that both of us have kept our jobs throughout the pandemic, which we were both super fortunate enough for that to be the case. Especially early on, I felt super guilty about asking people to come on our podcasts that were not working and asking Mm -hmm. them to talk about work. Yeah. And I wondered whether or not that was appropriate or not. And I think that a lot of the times it made them just really happy to talk about their job, even if they weren't currently working. Well, yeah. I mean, that goes back to like that sense of community that I was just saying. Like, I think it was a way for them to stay connected and stay um, in in touch with what, with, w- you know, with their why. 
because they were talking about their process. Yeah. But yeah, I managed to keep my job, which I'm, like I said, I'm very grateful for. Um, I left the city temporarily. What I thought was going to be two weeks turned out to be a year, which was shocking to me first and foremost. But um, we are looking for apartments as of as of today when we were recording, which is May 3rd. I'm still producing Ken's podcast. I'm in the works to start another podcast soon, which is <laughs> comical, <laughs> um, but fun. Um, I I made it a goal of mine for 2021 to actually not only just identify a work-life balance, but live it. Like live a proper work-life balance. <laughs> Especially after um, the first couple months of the pandemic. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you didn't fall over. <laughs> That's because there was no time to stop. So there was no falling over because there was no time to stop. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, I feel like I'm definitely achieving that. I, um, I took my first like proper vacation in April of 2021. Um, took myself on a solo trip to Florida, which was probably not the smartest idea for someone who was not yet vaccinated, but you know. We were very safe. I was in a house by myself with a private pool and we lived our best lives. I don't really know what else to say. It feels very strange. It feels very strange to like talk about myself. Because we don't do that on this podcast. We don't do that. And that is why we started a podcast because we didn't – and a, a podcast in a format where we talk to other people and ask them questions. Um, and if I remember correctly, when I listened back – or I haven't, but if I listened back to our one-year anniversary episode, I'm pretty sure I made a similar comment when you were asking me questions and I was like, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> I kind of felt that way a little bit when I was on the Ensemblist podcast – it was a very short, it was very targeted about the Tony nominations. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this? It was fine. But what about you, Brian? As that, if I'm asking you this as if I don't already know yeah, because we talk yeah, almost every I know. day. The past year has been a very long and short and very jam-packed time. Yeah. Um, you had a big life, a big life change. I had many big life changes, <laughs> but um, like the biggest couple things were that Stan and I bought a house in September. And so we've been living in that house, you know, doing some little house work, house owner things, things. house owner things that I pretend to now know how to do. Um, it's called YouTube, you know, Mm. just YouTube everything. No, I mean, that's been really a great thing to like move out of my mom's house and like not have to, you know, live with family anymore. It's just me and Stan, which is nice. Um, And we have our own space. I have my own office now to record these great podcasts from, (laughs) which is, it's nice to like have a lot of my own space Um, Mm -hmm. and to be able to do things and have people over and like, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's fun to be able to do that kind of stuff, especially when like in the past year, it's been hard to get people together. We didn't have a very traditional like housewarming. We didn't you mm. know, throw a party because it wasn't really appropriate to do so. You should have so, had a virtual housewarming. <laughs> I know. Well, now that we just put a pool in, we're hoping to do a, a little bit of a everybody that's been vaccinated and like maybe a a couple people that are comfortable that maybe not uh we'll do a little pool party over the summer for some folks 
Yeah. God, and I'll be back. I'll be coming back to the city by then, or I should be back in the city by yes. then. Yes. Hopefully, by the time this episode releases, you, you'll be taking vacations out to my house to to stay in the backyard. <laughs> Um, in Jersey. And, uh, and another big thing in my life has been Broadway by the Glass, which I don't think I've mentioned at all on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a shout out here or there that Mary did on social media, like stories. But mm-hmm. um, one of my longtime childhood friends, Kelly Ann Coyle, and I started Broadway by the Glass, which is Broadway's premier cocktail destination. So we're like the first broadway inspired cocktail business so we create custom cocktails and cocktail menus and signature drinks and lead cocktail workshops and um parties and stuff like that uh virtually and in person we just had our first in-person event last week for broadway for arts education on a rooftop in new york city uh, which was really great to be able to do that in person and uh you know, we make lots of drinks. So follow us at Be Way by the Glass. That's my yes. that's my plug there. And um, don't, don't worry, guys. You already know I'm going to put the link in the description notes of this episode so you can go there. Yeah. So follow us if you're 21, of course. Follow us if you're 21. I have to say that. I, I don't know. What other life events have I had? Those are the two main ones. But also, I did go on vacation to Florida as well. And it just so happens that it was at the same in the same city as Mary. We both went to Orlando. I went to Disney for a week with with Stan, and uh, I did not go to Disney. <laughs> and Mary did not go to Disney, but we did make it a point to have dinner one night uh, and finally see each other after fourteen months. I know, <laughs> or thirteen Tru- months. Truly truly crazy like i have it's funny because i think i said to you when we were at dinner that night that i was like oh the last time i saw you was when we recorded that episode with stevie and you were like no it's when we saw six like three days before the shutdown it wasn't that it was it was when we were supposed to go see emoji land literally (laughs) the day of the shutdown we had tickets everyone to go see emoji land the day of the shutdown i i like we got comps to see that and we we said okay and we're looking at the news and it was you know everything was bubbling moulin rouge had announced that they weren't going to perform that night but like a bunch of the off-broadway stuff even after broadway had officially shut down was still supposed to go on and of course i i was traveling from jersey into the city so i took the bus and i'm literally on the bus and they make the announcement that emoji land was canceled of course you know everybody's gonna not be going to the theater that night so we still went out to dinner to bear burger on 46th street um had some tito's lemonade specials and a burger (laughs) and said goodbye not knowing that it would be 13 months before we saw each other again in person i know isn't that truly crazy at that point i didn't even have plans to leave the city yeah i was like oh this is like it's gonna it's gonna be bad but it's not gonna be that bad um I remember taking a sing. It was raining when we left the restaurant. Yeah, it was. I, it, and I, remember I very vividly single, remember that night. Yeah, I, I took a single photo and it was blurry because we were walking um, down 46th. I don't remember. If I like, shouldn't remember that night. I'm only 24. I think I should have a really good memory of a year ago. <laughs> a lot's happened. It's been it's been a traumatic year. It's it's okay. Um, but I just remember like okay, like this is really eerie. It's pretty like pretty desolate down there. Like there was no, there was no, there were no people. It was kind of like gray and rainy, but 
Yeah, I actually forgot about that. I, I have been forgetting about that that night. <laughs> Which is, it's just crazy that it was the night that everything closed. And we that was the last time we saw each other. Yeah. Until April of 2021, April. where we went to Florida. And just, yes. like of all places, like it's just crazy that. I know. It took going to Florida. We live like an two or three hour drive from each other. Yeah. But it took <laughs> flying to Florida to actually see each other in person. I know. Ugh. We should have recorded an episode together. We should have. We should have. I will also mention though, real quick, um, we t- we did take a photo together, an iconic photo, which I will be posting on social media when this episode um, releases. So go over and check it out if you want to see both of us together for the first time in a lot of days. We still look the um, same, everyone. We do. We do. We do. My hair is a little bit redder. Not I mean, a little bit longer. You know what? My face was a little bit redder because I was in the sun for five days before that, mm. six days. So I was a little burnt. We're still us. We're still us at the core. Um, so I'm curious, Brian, obviously we're making a big change, which we have announced to everyone here listening. Um, but I, I want to know what you're hoping to accomplish in the next year of podcasting. Well, I mean, especially because Broadway is going to be coming back in 2021, that will be just another element to our content and at least our like lifestyle, if you will, like our podcasting lifestyle, we'll go back to seeing shows and stuff like that. So I'm excited to go back to seeing people again. I don't necessarily know if I will want to record in person as much as we did because of the way that like this is so much more accessible to our guests, to us. It just allows us to be able to talk to um, people we would never be able to get on a normal basis uh, or or like pre-pandemic times. But um, my goal, at least for this coming series that we're doing, is to really just like get super specific and kind of be a time capsule for both us, the show that we're going to be covering and the people that we're going to be having on and like kind of get a little more deep in because we we love having somebody talk about their process uh, about a specific show when we have them on as a guest especially like I always think about like the first person that we really had do this was Stevie Coleman and mm-hmm. her doing a deep dive on Beetlejuice's uh advertising and so ever since then I've just been like fixated on like specific shows and like having guests or like loving when guests talk about a specific show and like follow that as their like through line for the episode. And so to know that we have a whole series to kind of like keep getting more specific and more specific and like along the way we will have picked up kind of like probably lingo and language and like stories from the show to bring to the next episode. I think Mm -hmm. that that will give us some better or like more deep uh, dive into what what they're doing. Especially with like the show that we've picked. I'm excited to get the opportunity to go a little more deep than people may expect you to get with a show like this because it can easily be seen as something surface level, but but there are so many specific choices that go into every element of the process. And so I just can't mm-hmm. wait to uncover that with the creators and our artistic people involved in what we've chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I love how you really skirted around that without giving too much away. <laughs> You're not going to get it yet, guys. You have to wait. <laughs> Let me flip the question. Okay. What do you hope to accomplish in the next year? Okay. So mine is not necessarily what the 
content of our podcast will be about, but it's more of like how do we expand our brand. So I have been slowly working on transcribing all of our episodes, which we keep bringing more out. So it just makes it harder and harder and harder <laughs> to get to now 50 episodes that I have to, you know, not that I have to transcribe, but that I want to transcribe. Um, because especially after our episode with Ali Bigori, it became it became incredibly important to me to make sure that our episodes are um, accessible to everybody, to all theater makers. And so we we do that with the, the teaser clips that we post on social media promoting the episodes where we always have them um, transcribed and it's on the graphics um, as it as it's as the audio is being spoken. Um, but I want to do it with all of our episodes. And so the original goal was to put it up the episodes on YouTube and have them all, you know, have the um, the the transcriptions there av- available to to read. Um, but I'm playing around with the different options, so I haven't. It's it's a long and lengthy process, but it is definitely something that I want to launch this year. Um, there is something else that we've talked about that I'm excited to hopefully be able to work on this year that I don't yeah, want to say see, now. Is, oh, see, this is the second thing I wanted to say. You can say it. I didn't okay. want to say it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it. It was my other part. So it's we definitely want to get our own website. And one of the things that we've talked about, I'm hoping this is what you were thinking, Brian. Yeah, yeah. My first thing, okay. Yeah. Um, we, I want our website to not just be a landing place for – or a landing page for all of our episodes. Um, but I want it to be a resource. And so Brian and I have been talking about ways that we can use our platform, which – I think is a great platform, but to also ext- extend and expand to reach more people. And so we've talked about doing some things. I don't know if I want to get into the specifics of what we're really doing, but we want to use the website as a way to offer a resource to the things that we discuss within the episodes and not things that we don't necessarily discuss in the episodes. Um, so you'll have to stay tuned. It's on my list. <laughs> it's on the list. I mean, I'll give like a, not like a, I'll give a little like tease to that and just say like, if you think about like our podcast is a process-based podcast, you get process-based episodes. So our content on the website will hopefully also have that sort of through line to it and, and in a resourceful kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because, because I think what, what we've, what we've learned is that, there's not one way to get to where our guests currently are. Um, but also we've covered a lot of jobs that when I was in high school, I certainly did not know were options in the theater. No, and I truly wish I did. I, I yes. like wish that somebody would have said, hey, here's the whole list of things you could do that aren't acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here are people and here are people who are doing the things that are on this list. So I think we're like skirting around it, but um, you know, it's our process of figuring this out and it could change. So I don't want to say one thing and then it could become something a little bit different or completely different. So um, just stay tuned. Yeah. So do we want to tell everybody what show we're going to be diving into for yes. season three or year three of page year to stage. Three. and it's just the first show in year three we're gonna have yeah. a few shows um but yeah do you want to yeah roll? so i mean like to go really full circle right before the pandemic ended i know mary mentioned this briefly a couple minutes ago but uh the last show that we saw before the shutdown was six 
the musical. And so we've chosen six to do our deep dive on um, for a bunch of reasons. One, because it is something that we are going to be able to celebrate when Broadway returns, uh, being that that's a show that has announced that they're coming back and is excited to return. So we're excited to kind of like be uh, releasing these episodes right before they make their grand splashy return. Yeah, I'm excited. We we've definitely come a long way. I feel like when we look at what our original thoughts were, what we what we wanted to make oh, year three. Um, I mean, I love the idea for the the original thought for year three, but I love and this is one of my favorite parts about being in a partnership with this is like having the dialogue and going down that journey and like and having those three hour conversations. <laughs> Guys, it's a lot of a lot of three hour. I mean, hey, not a lot. We have like, a hey, I have a quick thing to just discuss yeah. with you. Three hours later, <laughs> it's now like midnight, and it's it's. I mean, it's all great. I mean, that's like one of my favorite parts about being in this with with you, Brian, is that like we we definitely are on the same page about a lot of things, but then we also like challenge each other on on our thoughts. And I don't think either one of us would have come to the table with with having this concept for with and using six. Yeah, if we hadn't spent those three hours discussing it. <laughs> so just to tease it a little further, but Mary, can you bring up that sentence that we created? We kind of created like a little bit of a a log line or like a a mission for what we wanted to accomplish and like our goal for the series, so that our listeners knew exactly like what we were going to be focused on, and of course our our guests too. We didn't want them to just think we're going to talk about six. We're going to talk about your behind the scenes stories of making six and you know we wanted to get very specific with a question and then really tool our questions and the episodes based on that central question we'll be focusing on this one central question what role does history play in the storytelling of six a show that uses the history mix as a device our half hour episode turned into 53 minutes or less or more compared to depending on how I edit this. But yeah, yeah. we did it. Season, we did, it. we did two years of Page to Stage. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, us. Page to Stage. <laughs> um, of course, everybody, uh, we, we say it all the time in our intro out, or in our outro, but if you are listening still, and if, especially if you've like listened to a bunch of our episodes, thank liter you. Literally, thank you. Just thanks for making it this far. <laughs> also, take a second while you're listening to us. Like, you could hit pause, or you can, if you can multitask, you can multitask. Like, go to your review section of the app you're listening to us on and rate and review us uh, mm -hmm. because it does help us get more people to to find us. I don't know, these algorithms, they're crazy. But, but also we read like we read them. Like we go and we read the reviews. So if there's something that you're loving, like let us know. Like and we'll do more of it. Or if there's a guest that you are really liking that you think is similar to another guest, like let us know. Thanks again for just making it this far, everyone. And thanks to Mary for being a great co-host because like she said, I couldn't do this without her. Thank you to Brian for being a great... This is getting to be too mushy. Yeah, we're, we're done. This, we're this, done. This, this needs to end. Uh. All right. See you guys soon. <laughs> Actually, before we go to the last question, I have another question for you. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Well, now I have a new handle. 
No, no, it's still at Brian Sedita for okay. my personal stuff. But, you know, like I barely post on there. I posted like three times in Disney World, which I never post. So so my followers I must noticed. have been like, wait, 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 he's still alive. Um, I, You know, I use it as like a personal scrapbook. I don't use it for like a lot. I use like my story for like promo stuff for us and like at Broadway by the Glass or at B-Way by the Glass, I should say. Mm-hmm. Follow at B-Way by the Glass, everyone. Follow at Page to Stage Podcast, everyone. But I'm sure you do already mm-hmm. if you're listening to this episode. Yeah. And how can our listeners find you? Um, I also don't really post that often. <laughs> Mostly because I now I manage a lot of social media accounts. Or not a lot, but I manage quite a few social media accounts. And so I feel like I'm on there more often than I'm on my personal. But you post really cool videos of like a second of every day. Yeah, so I use this app called One Second Every Day. I've used it for probably six years now. Like, I'm not even kidding. And I have all the footage to back it up. Um, but basically, you just collect one second of your day. It doesn't have to be every day. I definitely don't do it every day, especially in the pandemic, man. Like, it's, it's it was the same, the same thing. thing. Every day. It's all my dog. Um, and if you go and follow me um, at the Mary Dina, you will see it's mostly of my dogs. But yeah, so at the Mary Dina, um, at Page of Stage Podcast. Um, but yeah, okay. So here's my question for you. Yeah, what? What? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, what is the first show you want to see when Broadway returns? That was what I was gonna ask you. Um, what is the first show that I want to see when Broadway reopens? This is hard for me because part of me is like, is it gonna be a show that's already been opened? Probably. Realistically? Realistically. I mean, based on the, the latest from the governor, it'll probably be one of three. <laughs> probably be Lion King, maybe Phantom, Hamilton, Wicked, so four. I don't know. I'm going to – I mean, I've never seen The Lion King. I'm not a Lion King fan, everyone. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw it of the, twice. Of, of the I movie loved it when the, I was six. You know what? Maybe both. But okay. the musical, I saw it twice. Once when I was six and it was magical because I was six and it was my second mm. Broadway show. But, you know, as a jaded 15-year-old, when I went back and saw it again, it just didn't have that same magic. Well, I, I grew up on The Lion King. I grew up on The Lion King and I grew up on Aladdin. So I feel like I would really enjoy it. Um. But yeah, I don't I don't actually have an answer to this. This is like a really hard thing because my go to would always be something new. Mm, but yeah. I don't know it, what's reopening. Mm-hmm. So that's like it's like a, a cop out of an answer. and I'm sorry, but <laughs> you make our guests answer it and you can't. <laughs> OK, I mean, I get I mean, I think it, I'm not I'm also not one to like re-see shows like once i've seen it like i've seen it there are a few that i have seen multiple times um but i haven't seen wicked since i was i don't know 16 or 17 and i saw it i got it won the lottery so i was like literally front row and center so i felt like my experience was very limited i also was just like i've no, never that's seen a, a good broadway experience. show that is a, i've never that's seen a broadway show that seat. close before so Ugh. I think I would, if I were to see Wicked again, I'd love to see it like in the, either in the front row of the, the mezzanine yeah. or like in the back of the orchestra. Um, 
just to get that like full literally view. anywhere you sit in that theater you're having a great view i've sat in every area because i've seen well, it you are that biased because you love wicked i do and that is my answer that will be yeah, the first show that has been my answer this whole time that has to be the first show that i see when broadway returns mm. and i would die to be in the audience the first night that it comes back although i'm so interested to know how they're gonna like prioritize no i'm just interested to know how they're gonna call it like are they gonna call it a preview are they gonna call it a performance are they gonna call it the second opening night yeah i don't know um so that so that's my answer everyone and um if anybody gets any leads on when tickets are gonna go on sale for wicked you can just shoot me a dm on any of my platforms and i'll i'll be really forever grateful if i can get a seat in that house there's a lot hey, of seats wicked, in the house hey, hey wicked the musical at Wicked the Musical, just send us as press that night. Just Pace <laughs> the Stage needs to be there to I document. I will usher. I will usher. Oh, I would usher. Yeah, no, I would I would do probably anything. Yeah, we know. This is getting really weird. We got to go. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Um, I hope you're excited for like this new format. I mean, it's, not, it's still the same format, but it's like a new format. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like the same kind of like episode structure in a way. Or maybe a new concept. It's a new concept, but same format. It's the same us, new us. <laughs> we have to start seeing more people because this is just getting strange. <laughs> this is why we don't just have it just the two of us. We always have a guest so that it doesn't be, doesn't get weird. <laughs> yeah, we have to just let it out once a year. So until <laughs> next May, we're signing off. Bye. Hey. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Page to Stage. To keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Page to Stage Podcast. And if you're enjoying these conversations, we would really appreciate it if you could take a couple minutes to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time. That's Brian. That's Mary. We'll see you later. Bye. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.